Hi, welcome to Senior Beat. My name is Christine Beattie. I'm the director at the Madison Senior Center. And joining me for today's program is Laura Hunt, who is our program coordinator at the Senior Center. Thanks for having me here today, Christine. This is going to be a really good program. I think it will be, too. We've often had on our program the um, different programs and activities of the four Madison Senior Coalitions. Um, these organizations for the last 40 years have been really a very important part of how we deliver social services to older people in our city. And we're happy today to have Marsha Hendrickson, South Madison Coalition of the Elderly, and Katie Gallagher from the West Madison Senior Coalition. Welcome. Hi, thank Hi. you. Yeah, and, and we have to uh, let it be known that we are both former employees of the coalition. That's so we right. have, uh, we might be somewhat biased in yeah, terms of history. Uh, um, certainly positive bias. Um, you folks have been um, quite a remarkable success story in terms of a 40 year history. Can you give us a little background on that history and how the coalition started? Sure. Um, there are four different specific uh, geographic-based uh, senior coalitions in the city of Madison. And over 40 years ago in the early 70s, uh, people became very concerned about their neighbors. And so the, the roots of the senior coalitions were actually started by the faith community mm -hmm. in various parts of the city mm -hmm. who became c concerned about older adults. And so within their congregations, they formed a loose network of being able to check on people and kind of let's start some programs and activities. The Older Americans Act back in the 60s, 60s and 70s, which started the nutrition program, was a huge part of that. Um, and so as people's needs grew more complex, it became very evident that there needed to be more structure. There needed to be some professional um, case management services and other services sure. to support older adults to keep them safe. And their families, and too. Definitely families. To help families uh, deal with the older adults in their and, lives. And so from those beginnings, the four specific coalitions, the East Madison Monona Coalition of the Aging, West Madison Senior Coalition, uh, Northeast Senior Coalition, uh, NESCO up on the north side, and the South Madison Coalition of the Elderly, all were formed in the early 70s, 72, 73. Mm -hmm. And so we've been around a long time. Mm -hmm. um, we have very strong um, roots in our local mm -hmm. communities, very strong ties. Um, a lot of older people were involved in, um, in developing those coalitions. We had some good, strong older adult leaders who uh, were on the boards mm -hmm. of the coalitions mm -hmm. and really took an active role in helping their neighbors as well as themselves uh, through that. Right. Uh, what kinds of services have you been providing over that period of time? Has that changed a lot? or? Um, I'm not sure if it has changed a lot, um, but one of our main core services is the case management program. Yeah. Um, case managers help seniors 60 and older um, with various different things. Maybe help finding transportation available mm -hmm. in Madison, mm -hmm. uh, food pantries, maybe a different apartment to live in, um, many different aspects of life that case managers help with. And they actually go into the home of the senior and help them one-on-one. -on -one. Right. Um, and it's also um, based on income and could be free if you're low income. Sure. Um, 
Has the case managers, um, the breadth of the responsibilities changed a lot over the last 40 years? I would think, probably think so. It's I, probably grown. I would mm -hmm. think because of the changing in, in aging services overall. Things are a lot more complex. Mm -hmm. Medicare used to be, you applied, that was it. Yeah. Boom, you were covered. Right. Now, every year, there are changes. There's changes mm -hmm. in coverage. There's all these terms, donut hole, and all oh, these other yeah, things yeah. that um, people have to maneuver through. And so you need helps. a roadmap you almost, totally. don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I, think I can remember back in the early days, too, we talked about outreach workers knocking on the doors of people. And that was um, helpful, but as you said, it's more uh, complex. It's navigating the real um, difficult um, benefit programs, services, making sure people know how to access services as well. Um, so, you know, what I think for our audience, um, you know, what's the scope of this? When you look across the city of Madison, you, you know, what's being done? I mean, how, do you have any numbers? We do have numbers. We, we are uh, looking at projections of, obviously, we're an aging population. Yes, uh, absolutely. In Wisconsin and in the city of Madison. Uh, we currently serve over 4,000 older adults throughout the city at, mm -hmm. um, in various capacities and various programs. And we're projecting that that number uh, will easily grow to 6,000 within the next two to three years. And that, that's wow. baby and that's, that's generation coming yeah, in. Yeah, with sure. the 10,000 mm -hmm. people uh, a day, a day it? turning 65. 65. Mm -hmm. yeah. 65. It's a little scary yeah. when you think about it, right? Well, I'm almost there. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very scary. But, uh, um, so that we know that there's going to be this demand for services. Yes. We know that people are more mobile. People don't have extended families the way they used to. Mm -hmm. um, we may get calls for services for somebody that's living out in California that's concerned about their mom or dad here, here. in Madison. Madison. And you know, through the internet people can access services and sure. find out information. But it's, it's not the same as having someone that truly sure. knows the community. And, and I think we should also say that um, this is not just a City of Madison program. This uh, case management program and some of the other programs which we want to list uh, are supported by other funding sources like United Way and also uh, Dane County, County. Uh, provides some support for you too. So it's a real collaboration among those governmental entities to make sure that there are good services for older people. So um, let's see, we mentioned case management. Um, I know you're doing something really interesting with the volunteer home chore program. Yeah, absolutely. So the home chore program has been has been around since the 80s as mm -hmm. well. Um, and that's where volunteers are hooked up with seniors. Um, and the volunteers go into the home and help them with various tasks like taking out the garbage, doing the dishes. Right now, snow shoveling is a yep. big task yep. for volunteers. Raking leaves. Uh, raking the, leaves. You know, there's always something. Yeah. Absolutely. So we have volunteers who just want to give their time and help a neighbor um, so we try to we try to match volunteers with seniors who live in their same neighborhood, yeah. um, bring that community feel together, but still have someone in the middle coordinating it. Yeah, so that must um, really increase 
their feelings of independence for the seniors. Absolutely, and I think just having a friendly face come in and say mm -hmm. hello every once in a while, um, we see a lot of um, long-lasting friendships come that, out of this program, yeah, yeah. which is really cool. That's not our main mission, but, but mm -hmm. it's a nice... It's a really nice benefit. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think all the, the services that you provide are designed to keep older adults independent in their housing of choice. Absolutely. I mean, right. is that a good way to say it? Yeah. I think that, yeah. So, um, Marsha, I know that you've been doing a really interesting program recently called the Volunteer Guardianship Program we, as well. We do. Again, we recruit volunteers throughout the community to serve as legal guardians or mm -hmm. representative payees. Mm -hmm. When people can no longer make decisions for themselves and uh, the court appoints guardians, um, again, People assume that there will be family members, and to oftentimes do that. the family members are not the best choice for providing <laughs> those services, or perhaps it's too challenging, or mm -hmm. not everybody is wants to or is capable of making those decisions for others. And so, we support and train these volunteers, and the same with representative payee, where they're responsible for an individuals. Uh, social security income to make sure that their financial obligations are being met mm. um, when people can no longer because that that's very real people struggle with checkbooks and mm. finances that's a big responsibility and, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, I remember so. when my father-in-law lived with me I began to understand the level of his dementia when I went up to clean the bedroom and there would be long lists of numbers where he would be trying to add numbers mm. and he you could tell he was struggling to do that. So I can understand that. That really touches my heart that you have a program like that. Now, I know you have a lot of um, senior activities in each area. There is some um, uh, help for some senior activities in the area. What might those be? Um, we bring, like, tax assistance mm -hmm. to people that are, are living in the community, uh, blood pressure checks, some health programs. Mm -hmm. um, we, we work very closely, obviously, with the Madison Senior Center Absolutely. and connect people to your wonderful programs and right. activities downtown right. all the time. Yeah. Um, but we do something, you know, we do things that residents, um, are, a lot of our service area on the south side are people that have mobility issues yep. or transportation issues, yep. and so oftentimes they they struggle to even leave their apartment. And so right. to bring some entertainment or some educational sure. programs, recreational activities is very, very important. Right. Um, yeah. so, and and well, nutrition we, is another. Oh, the nutrition sites. Another yes. program that yeah. all four of us yeah. run uh, various sites yep. uh, with daily meals. Right. Um, so yeah. that people are getting a good solid nutritional meal. And they're together. gathering together. I think mm -hmm. all of the stuff now is letting us know that isolation for older people mm -hmm. is and has a great impact on their mental and their physical health. So True. getting people out, getting them good food to eat, yeah. and uh, making sure they're, they're engaged is really an important part. Yeah, the um, social, socialization, I can't talk, mm -hmm. seems to be very key in the dining sites. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Probably even more than the food, than the food in some yes. ways. You know, we we uh, chuckle because we always uh, hear comments about the food, but it's it's the people coming every day who want to see each other that yeah. that really yeah. is good, and the there. conversation going Absolutely. on, etc. And also that extra set of eyes. Yes. You know, yes. The, if somebody doesn't show up for a couple of days, somebody needs to check on them, and yeah. so there's that safety net there that we right. really are looking out for people that 
might not have that support otherwise. Right. And also Dane County has a contract with Transit Solutions, so they have a door-to-door -door, um, policy where they'll get picked up by a bus or a van that mm -hmm. will take them to their nearest mm -hmm. dining site mm -hmm. um, for a donation base. And also the meal is on a donation as well. So we just ask people to pay what they can afford. Yep. Um, if and that's done confidentially. Very discreetly. Yeah, Absolutely. So Absolutely. no one's embarrassed. Absolutely. Right. And then the other uh, programs I think that have been very successful have been uh, cultural diversity programs mm -hmm. that um, that have been, I think, started citywide and then grew countywide from uh, your operations at the coalition. So you have a response to Latino uh, seniors, African-American seniors, and um, I know that Journey Mental Health has some contacts with Hmong population mm -hmm. as well. So, right. you know, we're, uh, and of course, Madison Senior Center is working with the LGBT, LGBT Senior, Alliance. Senior Alliance. So we're really trying to touch populations all over the city. Um, so anyway, I, you know, this is really a good background. Um, and what we're really here to talk about is that there's going to be a big change. Big change. change you know, yeah, with, yeah. you know, <laughs> people are always so afraid of change. So we really want to talk about how this change is going to uh, make a difference, certainly in the organizations. But I want to emphasize how it will benefit older people in our community. Um, and so when we come back, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, this change and maybe talk a little bit about the theory of change and how scary, <laughs> it, can, scary it can be for all of us human beings. Um, so we'll be right back.
So we left you hanging there with this uh, um, discussion about change. And, um, yeah, we're it, there's, um, after 40 years, I guess, maybe some organizations might want to do something different. So tell me a little bit about what caused you uh, to start thinking about the changes that you were face, uh, thinking about? Um, probably a little over three years ago. Uh, we started informal discussions, and obviously some of the uh, players in the group have changed, but uh, amongst the executive directors of the four coalitions, mm -hmm. that how are we going to react to the growth in the demand for services, the growth in the older population in the future with limited funding and limited resources, whether that's people, whether that's space, whether it's dollars. Um, so we started just toying with the idea and just having some informal conversations. And then the city of Madison um, was doing their own study through the Community Development Department mm -hmm. on how to best provide services in a broad spectrum to, to residents in, in Madison. And so that study kind of spurred us to a little more formal activity and action of what would it look like if we could design mm -hmm. an agency, an organization that would really meet the needs of older adults in the city of Madison in a very efficient, effective way with an with a, a increased impact um, on people's lives. Mm -hmm. And so the city very generously uh, allowed us to come together and write a proposal for funding to start the exploration of what a possible collaboration or, uh, for lack of a better term, merger might look like. Mm -hmm. um, we all decided individually that the model that we're, we're currently working under was designed in the 70s, and it's more or less a dinosaur model, and we need to be able to be more reactive to the future with technology and everything else. And, so well, and it was the case that a lot of, uh, at, at the same time, government funding was just really leveling mm -hmm. off. So at the same time, you have the increase, increase in, in numbers, well, yeah. numbers of older people. You don't have any increase in funding. Um, that's worrisome if you're trying to do a quality job of providing services. Um, I think you start ending up kind of cutting back in little ways and just trying to nickel and dime to manage. Um, so I, I guess the, um, the I guess this has been a long process though. It has. It has, and it's involved a lot of people. We wanted to make sure that we did it the right way. Mm -hmm. And so uh, bringing four nonprofits together with four nonprofit boards and all of our various stakeholders throughout sure. the city. Um, we've been around for over 40 years. There's a lot of history. There's a legacy. There's a lot of, of local pride mm -hmm. in what we've worked and established in the last and 40 years. And that was established years. out of a grassroots kind mm -hmm. of design that we want to meet the needs of the people in that geographic area. So there's some value to that. There's right. probably some fear, I think, that that personal touch is going to be lost mm -hmm. as you, you pull everything together. There is, but I think there's going to be some real opportunities for, for growth mm -hmm. and also for impact. Yeah. We're going to be able to put resources where they truly need to be to right. address 
the the issues that are going to the be, current the issues, the current yeah. issues, yeah, issues of race, issues of poverty, right, um, right. Uh, issues of, of discrimination. Those we'll be able to address a, a, in a lot more effective, impactful way. Right. Um, so. Um, we only have one chance to do it right, so we are being very mindful rather than rushing in and, right. and doing something from the top down saying, okay, here's, yeah. here's what it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's taken a lot of time and energy and effort in making sure everybody's at the table, everybody's voice is heard, everybody's concerns Marguerite. are addressed. Yeah. Um, and again, you have senior leaders on those uh, boards of directors who who are um, thoughtful and deliberate about their role as representing other people other seniors, and their, yeah. other seniors in their community. So that's really a good starting point. Um, where are you now? I mean, um, well, we started the process in 2016, mm -hmm. actually, and so we have been meeting and planning um, for the past two years. Um, but again, to be mindful of people and to make sure everybody is comfortable with these, these are big changes. Yes. You're asking people to give up a, a lot of their autonomy mm -hmm. and to, to get the mindset of working for the greater good. Right. And what's truly going to be in the best interest of older adults in the city of Madison in the future, mm -hmm. as opposed to this is my neighborhood, this is my this area, is how we do it, yeah. and, and we've done it for we've 40 years is. this way, and, and yes. so we've all had to take our executive director hats off a little bit and be willing to trust each other to build that mm -hmm. that sense of trust and camaraderie and working together. Mm -hmm. um, so it, I would say that in in the last two years after hours and hours of meetings and community meetings and um, engagement by literally hundreds of people throughout mm -hmm. the city. We're at the point now where we uh, have come to agreement to move forward with this collaboration. We have hired uh, legal uh, services so that we will start working on the actual legal aspects of what that will look like mm -hmm. as a new entity which entails bylaws and oh, yeah. uh, articles of incorporation yeah. and structure and and along the way we've been keep we've been very transparent we've been keeping everybody appraised all of sure. our staff yeah. all of our our um, constituents and our clients right. um, we are trying to keep people as updated as possible along the way so that none of this will be a huge surprise when we finally Right. Um, are a, a new entity. Um, it, you know, it, it, you, what you want to see happen is that transition is seamless. Correct. That the services are whole. Absolutely. And what happens at the level of the client is what's really important, not that administrative structure. Although we all know, you know, the legal, the financial, mm -hmm. all of that, personnel rules, HR stuff, all has to be in play. Mm -hmm. So... How when, when everything's said and done, though, the overall scope and consistency and quality of services is expected to actually improve, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Correct. We, we've already started doing a lot of that on the mm -hmm. program level. Mm -hmm. um, we will be training all of the case managers throughout the city on a new database 
So everybody will be essentially doing the same work the same way. Mm -hmm. uh, we've already yeah. started doing some shared uh, services with uh, personnel mm -hmm. um, because it's our goal that there will no longer be boundaries. Mm -hmm. Currently, we're, we're bound by boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. somebody calls for services, it's, well, where do you live? Mm -hmm. Then you have to direct that person to that particular area. And for our core services, like case management or nutrition or home chore, eventually there will not be boundaries. Right. And so we'll be able to say, sure, what's your information? We will get somebody on this case right away. Right. And we'll be able and to And there have been been waiting lists for services in the coalition for case management. There are, and, yeah. um, and currently in South we do have a waiting list yeah. because our demand for services uh, is extremely high. And, and do you hope that that will be alleviated to yes. some extent by yes. that? Again, yeah. because we'll be able to take resources where they're needed the most right. and allocate those resources. Right. I, I think that uh, when people um, were asking me about this and why would the city support it. And I think my example was always the example of the four audits. Um, four audits, required audits. Each agency is very similar. Correct. And what, I mean, we talking about $24,000 for four audits, Correct. and mm -hmm. now we're going to have one. Correct. So that might mean some savings somewhere or at least some ability to move those resources more effectively. Correct. When, more for direct service, I would think. That's yes. Yeah. When, when you look at the administrative tasks that oh. the four of us are all doing, we're, we're duplicating so our similar. efforts. Yeah. We're all turning in the same reports. We're all... Uh, developing our own marketing materials. Yeah. It's very yeah. exciting to yeah. be able to have one marketing focus and right. one unified voice. The other part of that is advocacy. Oh, yeah. Right now, we're four separate voices. If there are legislative issues, if there are financial issues, something that affects older adults, the four of us all have to try to, to uh, organize and advocate. And this way, by combining, we will have a lot stronger unified force for advocacy for older adults. Right, Very and that important. is one of the things that's really important uh, for people, who, especially uh, those who have a marginal voice, and mm -hmm. to have people standing up for them. Great. Um, when, when do you expect that some of the, the majority of this work will happen? Um, have you thought about a new name? I mean, you've been coalitions for so yeah, long. Yeah. I, I, Absolutely, yeah. We're starting to think about a new name. We've got a marketing committee together. Um, it's a big task to think of a new name. Oh, yeah. um, it's do we want to be traditional or do we want to have a more innovative name? Mm -hmm. um, that's the first question. Uh, but I, I'm excited for a new mm -hmm. name. I think the coalitions, it's such a mouthful. Mm -hmm. People never know how to spell the word coalition. <laughs> I'm looking forward to a new name, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. And you all have like a four or five part name now, not just Correct. the word coalition. Oh, yeah. it's, oh, you know, yeah. you like get the geographic yeah. and yes. the elderly. Yeah. And, and then you get aging. into the, is it aging? Is it senior? Is it elderly? elderly. Yeah. And that's a that's an ongoing discussion. So I imagine that will be a great unveiling yes, once the correct. name is yes. in place. And and do you um, anticipate a merger at what time? What's the time Our frame? Our goal is 
uh, beginning of 2019. Wow, that's We currently have worked through a lot of uh, a lot of the issues. We currently have developed a transition board. Oh, good. Made up of the four executive directors and board members from each of the four coalitions. Great. Which will be making determinations as we work through. This is our transition year. Mm -hmm. This is making putting all those pieces into place and seeing where our current staff will fit in, our new organizational structure, mm -hmm. um, all of those things. Yeah. But it is, it's our intent that we will be able to um, proceed when uh, funding cycles start mm -hmm. in the fall mm -hmm. of 2018 mm -hmm. to have a, a unified um, application as Wonderful. one entity. Wonderful. And have all, all those key, key pieces in place. Yeah. Well, I don't envy you the level of work that you've <laughs> taken on, um, but I'm sure in the back of your mind and in the back of my mind is what's best for older people in our community. And um, I think uh, it, it was untenable that it would continue the way it always had continue, you know, always had been. Um, change is scary, though, yeah, for people. Yeah. How, I mean, I, are you having a lot of community meetings and sending? I know I read in the newsletter there were some pieces that you've been writing in your newsletters to help people understand the process. So. Right. Yeah, we've had some <clears throat> newsletter articles and we've had some meetings of membership mm -hmm. and um, just communicating with our staff too. All of Rebels. these changes. Well, it must be frightening for the staff as well, not yeah. just the um, seniors. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. just communicating and being open about the changes, I think, alleviates a lot of that anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and certainly this program may be of help to you in explaining, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, um, where, yeah. you know, where you're going, when you're going to do it. Um, and maybe we should have another program down the line so sure. we can unveil the, the unveiling. Well, congratulations to all of your colleagues and Thank to that you. board great. and those seniors who have worked so hard to make this happen. This is going to be a great thing for older people in our community. Hopefully so. for another 40 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be great. Definitely. Thank you so much for being with us, Katie, and also Marsha and Laura. Well, thanks for having Thank me here this week. So come back and see us again next month on Senior Beat. <laughs>